Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. And this podcast is brought to you by the LMG Podcast Network. I'm excited to be here, folks. I'm excited for this one. It's, it's It was one of the craziest wrestling weekends I can remember. Um, It was so much that occurred after that recent episode of SmackDown to the point to where the internet was on fire for the entire weekend leading up to Raw. And it didn't, I mean, it came down a little bit, but I mean, people are still very, very passionate. I mean, and the crazy thing is people were super passionate last year with the whole Sami Zayn situation and the fact that he didn't win the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble and things of that nature. And they thought maybe Cody was taking his. This is this is on a different level, though. This is what we saw last year was sort of two company guys, two wrestlers, two, you know, guys, workhorses, basically, in Cody Rhodes and Sami. It's not fighting directly, but essentially fighting for the opportunity to face Roman at WrestleMania. Essentially, it went to Cody, you know, but people wanted um, wanted Sammy, but Sammy ended up with a very cool conclusion, right? His his beef was always with the with Jay and things of that nature, so it ended up well with the tag team champions, and he got first tag team championship or first tag team to ever main event at WrestleMania, right? He got something from that. In this case, this is something way more brutal. So we'll talk about that in a second. First, I want to hit matches of the week. Um, there was a few matches that were really good. Vengeance Day, NXT Vengeance Day had some good matches. It was a little sloppy. Uh, some of the matches were a little sloppy. But I thought overall there were some really good performances. I thought Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes carried the entire show, obviously. Uh, they kind of the talk of the entire event moving away from it. Um, and yeah, I just think that story is going to lead us to, um, WrestleMania weekend with stand and deliver and they're going to face off potentially for the title. I thought trick would win it and then they face off with the title, but it sounds like they want to go more of what they did. Should have do with rock and Roman, a non-title match and make the story the biggest part of it rather than the championship because their story is the best story that NXT has right now. NXT is doing a really good job, by the way, but uh, Trick versus Mello, that's a really good story to tell right there. They, they've been cooking for the last year. Mello's on the rise. I mean, Trick is on the rise. Mello's been on the rise, so it's going to be really good to see. But um, my match of the week this week is actually on the most recent episode of Raw. We had a tag team uh, four-way match for it's basically a match where whoever wins gets to face um Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn to then if they beat them they become the con- number one contenders to face Judgment Day for the tag team titles. Um in this match we had DIY versus the Cree brothers versus Imperium versus the New Day. And man, they put on a show, bro. You it felt like this was the opening match to Elimination Chamber or you know, fast lane or one of these like not so big pay-per-views. This felt had that like they let them cook. That's one thing I'll give credit to as well to Triple H. Some, he has so many different things he's done really, really well. But I thought he's done a great job of enhancing the tag team division, uh, especially on Raw. Like um, it's it's gotten so much better calling up the Creed brothers, putting together Imperium, uh, putting together DIY, right? 
letting the New Day get healthy. So, yeah, uh, this was an amazing match. Had so many great spots. Really, everybody got to shine. DIY got to get their time in. Cree Brothers got to show their strength. Uh, Julius got to show his strength and so many different uh, belly-to-belly suplexes. Brutus got to do the cannon, the Brutus ball, like two or three times, right? Um, Imperium looked really good. They looked strategic. They looked more calculated, uh, heavy hitting. And New Day always cooks, right? They're always really good. So they look good as well. Um, and yeah, every team, no team, none of these teams look bad. It really showed off the talent that they have in the tag division right now, which is kind of why we would hope that eventually we get these unified tag titles split up and we can have tag titles on both brands or unify them and have one title. Either way, I'm happy. I'm actually more happy with the unification. That way we have one tag team title. They can travel to both brands, whoever's a tag team champion, just like similar to the women's tag team titles. And yeah, that way we have cool different matchups and different interactions, right? Between those tag teams. But that, yeah, that was my match of the week. DIY versus Creed Brothers versus Imperium versus the New Day. Really good match. Um, DIY came out with the victory, surprisingly, which I, I'm, I think DIY is finally getting over with the, with the fans. Um, and they had a shot with D, uh, with Judgment Day before they lost, but I, I'm pretty sure what they're going to do is have DIY win, but then lose to Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, and then Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate are going to face Judgment Day uh, in, the, in the near future. So that'll be interesting. Um, all right. I, I think we all know what we're here for, right? I'm not going to continue to, you know, to keep going on without touching on the biggest topic in wrestling right now, which is we saw that Cody Rose won Royal Rumble, right? 2024 Royal Rumble. It's the second year in a row. It's historic performance. He Then when he wins, he points at the WrestleMania sign like everyone does in a classic manner, but then he points at Roman Reigns. So we're thinking, oh, he's going to get a second chance to finish the story, right? That he lost last year on some interference, on some BS, but, but he worked all year long, beating Brock, beating all these different people. And now he made his way back, and he is now about to finish the story, right? Be, a, be able to win a title that his dad never won. Well, we now see on the latest episode of SmackDown, we get to see Cody. And Cody just came out there talking to Roman. And Roman cut a great promo on uh, Seth Rollins, by the way. They both, Seth Rollins and... Roman's promos the last couple of weeks have been heavily underrated just because they're throwing jabs back and forth at each other. And some of them, you're like, ooh, they really feel that way, right? Some of them are work. Some of them are legit, like, how they feel. Uh, and they legit have beef about those particular topics. And so we think Cody's coming out there to declare, hey, Roman, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that belt. I want you at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. Well, Cody continues to go on and basically says, I'm going, I want that belt, but I also want to take everything from you. Um, meaning tribal chief, the bloodline, all of it, the power, all of it. And he says, but I'm not going to take, I don't, I don't want that opportunity at WrestleMania. I've been getting, getting counsel from others on how to handle this. One person I counseled with knows you very well. And, he, and then the rock comes out. Now, The Rock comes out, the crowd's going crazy. Um, you know, 
It's, it, I was going crazy. I was surprised that they, were, that they were doing it. But I think what the crowd didn't know and what we didn't know, we, we knew, well, I guess since Cody said not at WrestleMania, we were dejected at that point. But then when The Rock coming out, we were like, okay, how's this interaction going to happen? How's this? The Rock gets in the ring, shakes Cody's hand. Cody is visibly holding it all in, like trying to be professional, trying to be the baby face, trying not to seem super, super upset. But he, I mean, the dude looked dejected. He looked, he looked like, man, like I got screwed. You know what I mean? And The Rock shakes his hand, pulls him in close, talks to him, gives him some sort of word of encouragement, which I'm sure who would care? Like, if you're Cody, you're like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, whatever. Whatever you're saying, whatever. Like, I know why you're here. I know why you pushed your way into this match. Um, yeah, he, uh, shakes, Rock shakes his hand. Cody gets out of the ring, slowly walks out while Cody and oh, well, Roman and, um, and The Rock face each other face-to-face. And the whole crowd is worried about Cody. The crowd don't give a damn about Roman and Rock just because that matchup was we've we've been talking about that matchup for a while. But what we want, what the internet want, we want Cody. Hashtag we want Cody, right? Um. So, a lot of people are having an issue with the way it was done. Some people blamed Triple H. Some people blamed many other factors, but. I blame The Rock, Dwayne. I blame him because he, like other times in his career, which I'll talk about later, he finessed his way into a title match. He used his power, his name, to to cut the line of being a contender, right? Like, there's so many great stories we have right now in the current uh, product of wrestling. So many great ones, especially WWE, right? Again, finish the story. Like, people were all on board for that. Finish the story. Go get him. Go get him a second time. And for The Rock to come in and think, due to all these other factors, that he needs to be the one to save the day for WrestleMania. He needs to inject himself into a already classic storyline and be like, no, actually, you guys need star power for this WrestleMania, and I'll bring that. And it's like, dude, like wrestling is as popular as it's ever been, you know, like WrestleMania doesn't necessarily need some huge Hollywood name. Like WrestleMania has been have been executed without that. But he thinks he needs to save the day. Um, And apparently he doesn't think Roman or Cody are big enough to sell type of numbers he can sell and he might be right like the casual audience is probably gonna be like hell yeah rocks back hell yeah but those who have been through the grind been through the grind with cody when he was facing freaking dominic mysterio at pay-per-views and you know facing all these random people right now he's facing nakamura like i just i don't know i i, I don't blame triple h at all i think this is purely a uh, from the reports that we saw was on Friday or on Friday, they or after at WrestleMania at a uh, Royal Rumble. Sorry, they the plan was very simple. Cody faces Roman. CM Punk face, faces uh, Seth Rollins. 
that was very clear. That was going to be cut and dry, pretty simple. But then once CM Punk got hurt, it sounds like The Rock kind of put everything in the gear to where he's going to be a a board member. And with him being a board member, he can now flex a little more. And he definitely, definitely didn't have any patience on flexing. My man did it immediately. And um, he now has, some people think he contractually told them like, hey, if I'm going to be a board member, I have to get a final match or a match in the main event against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Like some people think that was in his contract. Um, So it's definitely disappointing if you're a Cody Rhodes fan. You know, the guy did everything right. He's one of the more over baby faces that WWE has had in 20 to 30 years, right? Just true baby face. Austin wasn't a true baby face. Neither was John Cena. Neither was The Rock. But this guy is. And it just sucks that it feels like the WWE is picking Hollywood over what the fans actually want, right? They've done this before, right? The Rock has done this before. The Rock interjected himself in 20, I want to say 12 or 13, injected himself. He was he was in a rivalry with John Cena. CM Punk's the champ. Well, The Rock inserts himself as a main eventer and faces against CM Punk and beats him for the title to then go on and face John Cena at WrestleMania, right? Was The Rock the best wrestler at the time? No. Was he the best story at the time? No. CM Punk was, but he took his spot, right? The Rock has done this before. So, and others have done it before. Some people blame Triple H for doing the same thing back in the day. Um, I just, I just think it's a tough decision. I do trust Cody. I trust Triple H. So I'm going to see it through, but you've pissed a lot of people off by making this move especially the way it was done with Cody kind of handing over his opportunity to the rock, like unearned anything, right. Coming back from how long and just getting a title shot is just kind of crazy over a guy who deserves it. It's not like Cody Rhodes is some unknown kid who will be ready in a couple of years. No, Cody is one of the best in the world right now. And I just think it's a tough decision to make. It's a really tough decision to make. Um, again, that's in that other TKO power that The Rock has now. It's sort of scary to think, you know, The Rock might inject himself in other things. You know, um, it just seems it just seems like he's okay with putting himself first. Uh, and again, we'll talk about other other stuff like other examples of that later. Um, but we, but we did have a really good episode of SmackDown. To start out, we had Bailey, who had to decide who she was going to face at WrestleMania, either Rhea Ripley or EO Sky. She ends up picking EO Sky because Damage Control consistently talks bad about her and betrays her. Um, once all of them together, once Kyrie Zane stepped, showed up, they started to betray her, talk bad about her in, in Japanese. And Bailey finds out about it. Is very, you know, Bailey's a smart girl. So finds out about it, makes them aware of it. They all jump her, and then she got a pipe ready. She ready to go. And Bailey starts whacking them all with the, with the pipe. Uh, pause. Um, but 
But yeah, I, I'm really excited for the Bailey EO matchup. I think they have some time to build up the storyline to where I think so many times, so many people want to root for Bailey. Bailey's the type of heel that you want to eventually root for. It's sort of like MJF and the fact that like they do a, such a funny job of being a heel that you, it's hard to be like, you know, to root against them. So um I think Bailey's going to do a great job. I think they're going to do a good job of building sympathy for her versus damage control because she put it together. She's the founding member of damage control. Yes, she's getting turned on by, you know, by damage control. And I don't know. It It's tough. D- Dakota Kai wasn't there, but Asuka and Kyrie Zane made it very clear they're turning on her. It seemed like EO wasn't all the way on board on turning on her, but she wanted to stick with her sisters. You know what I mean? With her, with her groupmates. So, yeah. Um, um, what we also saw was um, on this latest episode of Raw, we saw some cool stuff where it seemed Gunther was celebrating his 600th day as the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Jey Uso comes out there. Jay Uso basically makes it known that he wants to fight Gunther. And it seems like Gunther and Jay might be it. I could see it at Elimination Chamber just because it's overseas. You want to put it put together a really good card. But I could also see that at WrestleMania too. Like both are really good. Um, I think it'll be a really good match. It'll probably be Jay Uso's best singles match just because he's with Gunther. So um yeah, that was a really cool one. And I thought Gunther just did a great job on the microphone. Like he was just talking about how Jay, you know, just came up, had won these titles, but only did 50% of the work as far as being a tag team, half and half. So uh, I thought he did a great job with that. And, yeah, just kind of lessening Jay Uso's accomplishments to make him look bigger was was really good. Um, We also had Drew McIntyre, who's been wilding lately. He said some hilarious stuff in that in that promo with Seth Rollins and Cody. He was like, uh, Seth, you've been hurt 17 times. What do you do? You know, just kind of like throwing jabs at him on low key. Um, but yeah, I think Drew is doing a really good job. They're doing a good job with his character. He's a heel, but all everything he says makes sense, man. It isn't just some silly heel. He, everything he says is making sense. You know, as far as being cheated out of certain things, holding grudges towards certain people, it's made sense. And so, Drew, I'm excited to see what they got for him as far as, like, Elimination Chamber. I could see him being in Elimination Chamber, um, but I could also see him having a one-on-one match. Um, But he attacked Seth Rollins. He seems like the last couple weeks he's been attacking hurt people to kind of get them out of his way towards a title shot. Um, yeah, Drew McIntyre is doing some of the best work of his career, and I think he's got so much better on the microphone, so much better. His personality is coming out now, and he's not being, like, real robotic. Um, we also learned that Rhea Ripley will face Nia Jax at Elimination Chamber in Australia. Rhea Ripley is from Australia, so that crowd is going to be nuts, going crazy for Rhea. Uh, as if crowds don't already do that. It's going to be very, very cool to see her in her home element. Um, kind of like Zelina Vega when they went to uh, Puerto Rico. 
you know, she just kind of took it all in for a while and got emotional. So I can definitely see that from Rhea uh, in part for Elimination Chamber. Now, it looks like what they're doing is they're going to have an Elimination Chamber match for the women to decide who gets to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Well, the first qualifying match was Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch ends up with the victory, which we all expected. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Becky should be the person to face Rhea. I am in that camp. Uh, I think Becky versus Rhea is a blockbuster move. It makes sense. So not all blockbuster moves are bad, right? Having Roman Reigns, having The Rock take Cody's spot in a championship match that Cody earned, that's a Hollywood, that's a blockbuster move that's kind of trash. Or try to be a blockbuster move. But in this case, having Becky versus Rhea, that's blockbuster, but that's also going to be a great match. Like, great just technical match. Some people are wanting Liv Morgan to win, to be included in the Elimination Chamber and to win, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Again, I've said it every week. I like Liv, but she just doesn't hold. She has no chance against Rhea. Rhea's going to destroy her. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for this Elimination Chamber match. I'm hoping the men do the same, but I'm I'm kind of confused on how that would work. But as far as the women, it's pretty clear that they're going to, you know, put Becky in there, Nia Jax, probably a few newcomers, maybe Tiffany Stratton, maybe a couple newcomers um, to really show them off. Elimination Chamber is a great time to show off your skills. Last year, Montez Ford really killed it. Um, Bronson Reed killed it in Elimination Chamber. So did Johnny Gargano killed it last year. And they, you know, had better years the year after. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be – I feel like the last episode of Raw and the last episode of SmackDown was cooking, really cooking and causing a lot of buzz. Um, but now we're going to hit our top five. Top five events that caused The Rock to make you that power play, which we talked about as far as nudging Cody out since he's the now – board member top five events that caused the rock power play number five the rocks failed dc excursion or play right um the rock dwayne johnson was hoping to make black adam a mega hit and then use that money to or or use that influence to then you know bring back the dc universe surrounded like basically bearing about the DC universe and center it around black Adam and not, you know, Superman, Batman, all these other people. Um, so he's very egotistical in that way. Um, and he really tried to pull strings. He got, he got a lot of people in, in some tough spots and Shazam was, was not, I mean, not Shazam, uh, black Adam was not very good at all. It just was a bad movie. The Justice Society was the best part of that movie. But, yeah, I'm, it's tough. It's really tough. But The Rock, I don't know. I can see why you would want more influence in that universe, but also you got to do it in the right way. Got to do it in the right way. Um, number four was Brock Lesnar's legal issues. We'll talk about Vince McMahon a little bit, uh, but Brock got looped into the Vince McMahon's issues. And now Brock has been removed from a lot of platforms and video games and things of that nature. So we think Brock Lesnar was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble, but then got replaced with Braun Breaker. 
um, who also did a really good job. Braun did a great job. But, um, yeah, that is number four. Brock's legal issues of, I think The Rock thinks, okay, no Brock, that means more less uh, big, big names. So I got to add my, my name in the hat. Number three, Vince McMahon scandal. Uh, I, as you may know, Vince McMahon is serving, or sorry, is being uh, um, charged with a lot of very, very brutal crimes uh, towards women, towards a certain victim. So I I feel like from what we talked with the reports is The Rock and the board members want to get people's attention off the Vince McMahon stuff and on to actually wrestling. And so that's why they pulled this move, because people are going to be now back fully locked in on wrestling rather than looking into some Vince McMahon, you know, weird behavior with women. Um, number two, The Rock gets um, a board position, right? The Rock becomes a board member at TKO, which is uh, the board or the, the group that is combined with UFC and um, WWE, and it's under Endeavor. So The Rock becomes a board member there, and people believe that, yeah, like I said earlier, The Rock kind of saw this coming and used his influence to kind of get in there. So I don't know if putting him as a board member was a good idea at this point, right? I think there's some there's some positives to having him as a board member, but also, as we've seen with his ego, it's, it can be tough. Number one, the number one reason that Rock made this power play, CM Punk got hurt at Royal Rumble. CM Punk was supposed to face Seth Rollins. That was supposed to be locked in. Well, with him getting injured and being out and can't perform, now you got to fight. You got to find a suitor to go against Roman Reigns and now go against um, Seth Rollins for his heavyweight title. So it's and there isn't a ton of huge, huge names right now, but they're really good wrestlers in the crowd. Really like. But I think The Rock was thinking, oh, man, with CM Punk out, we lost our like ace in the hole as far as the crowd is going to go crazy for him. We don't have that. So, man, let me go ahead and slide in there and the crowd will go crazy for me. The funny thing is the crowd is really turning on The Rock. Actually, in the episode last night or, yeah, the episode on Monday of Raw, the crowd in St. Louis was uh, chanting uh, Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Felt like you were watching a 90, 1996 episode of Raw all, all over again because that's the experience that The Rock had back then. You know, he was he was struggling, especially with his gimmick and all that stuff. He was struggling. Um, so, yeah, those are my top five events that occurred that caused The Rock to make this power play with TKO and put, inserting himself in the main event. Number five, Rock's failed DC play as far as the DC universe and Black Adam's um, horrible reviews. Number four, Brock's legal issues. Brock, Les Brock Lesnar just he has some a lot of stuff he needs to get taken care of due to being tied to number three, Vince McMahon's scandal with sexual assault and all these other things. Number two, The Rock got his board position with TKO, and now he has more power and he used it. And number one, CM Punk getting hurt 
open the door for a Roman versus The Rock uh, ordeal. So um, now, lastly, we're going to go over this article here. It is from Sportster.com, and it is the top 10, uh, 10 early matchup predictions for WWE Elimination Chamber 2024. Number 10, we have Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship. Now, we obviously, we had this match at Royal Rumble. This is going to be a rematch. Some people might not love that. Um, I don't necessarily love it just because I think Logan hasn't had great matches in the last, like, three to four matches of his singles career, like straight just singles matches. So I could see him having a good match, but also I don't really need a Logan Paul as my U.S. Top champion either. So, you know, it's neither here nor there. Number nine. AJ Styles versus LA Knight in a grudge match. Styles and Knight have gotten into each other's way on SmackDown. I wouldn't mind this. I think LA Knight can do a little better. I like I like AJ Styles, but as far as like name power, I I would love to see a think if we got a heel Randy Orton versus a babyface LA Knight. Man, that'd be good. It'd be so good. Um. Number eight, we have Becky Lynch in the Elimination Chamber, Women's Elimination Chamber match. We have Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan versus Zoe Stark versus Chelsea Green versus Piper Niven versus Shayna Baszler. I'm not mad at these participants. I think you can get a few more, like having Chelsea and Piper, that's tough. I love Chelsea. I think Chelsea should be in it because she's funny. She can add some funny elements to it. But I think there's potential other options you could have other than Piper Niven um, or, you know, Shayna for all that matters. But I think Becky for sure is winning this. Liv, if she wins it, I hope she gets squashed at WrestleMania for real. Um, Number seven, Braun Breaker versus Dominic Mysterio in a second generation clash. So obviously, for those that don't know, Braun Breaker is the son of Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, the Bulldog, um, he was a wrestler in WWE with the Steiner brothers. He was a wrestler in WCW, um, really known for WCW a little more for me anyways. Um, so, Braun Breaker versus Dominic, I, I like the thought of it, but I really don't want to see a Braun Breaker versus Dom match. Like, Dom's just going to be running around, running away from Braun the whole time. So, I don't really want to see that. Um Number six, Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. I could see it just because Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn have accomplished so much around the world that they're pretty known, right? So this would be a good match to put them out there, get the crowd going crazy for them just because they're they're pretty known on that side of the earth, you know. Um, and I hope Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn win it. Um, that'd be really cool. Number six, Bailey and Shotzi. Bailey and Shotzi versus Kabuki Warriors. Now, I don't like this just because Shotzi just ain't Shotzi ain't it. I feel like Bailey should acquire better help, help that can truly help her. Jay Cargill, for example, um, some real good help to help her face damage control. Um, so I, I would love to see Bailey pick a better partner other than Shotzi. No offense to Shotzi, she's not that good in the ring. Um, so I think Bailey can find some some candidates. Um, 
yeah, it'd be interesting to see Bailey beating them for the tag team titles rather than having Bailey face. Well, okay, so Bailey faces EO singles title match at WrestleMania. In this match, it'd be for the tag team titles. A tag team match that makes sense. Number four, the final testament versus the pride. Now, the final testament is carrying cross AOP, um, that kind of group together, and then the pride is Bobby Lashley, um, Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, and B Fab, apparently, uh, who just showed up for the first time on SmackDown. And number one. Jay Uso, Jay Uso and Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. Ah, uh, not really. No thanks. I've kind of seen Jay and Jay and I don't know. Jay and Jimmy kind of face off quite a bit lately, especially in the Royal Rumble, and I wasn't super impressed with that sequence. So I'm kind of over them facing each other in the ring, anyways. Now on the mic, great. In the ring, no thanks. But number two, we have Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn versus Ricochet versus Shinsuke versus Brunson Reed. Man, this could cook. If they if they did this, oh, man, this might be batch, match of the night. Again, Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn versus Ricochet versus Shinsuke versus Brunson Reed. Like, such a great matchup such a fun elimination chamber match because you, you actually got like in a, some of these elimination chamber matches in the past um in the past they didn't put the biggest stars in there they kind of put a bunch of people who were trying to come up in there and it was, just didn't work out that well whereas this one you got star power you got cody you got drew sammy shinsuke right so i'm excited for that one uh, that one I'm gonna be tuned in for sure, and I can see why. That's number two. Number one, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. As we know, Nia's kind of got the be- better hand, the best hand of uh, the upper hand. Sorry, of Rhea Ripley, few times which we have not seen before. Uh, but I think Rhea really comes out with the victory there, and I- I'm glad that Rhea's getting a size challenge so she can kind of show different things, and she's getting a challenger which people complain about, which I don't understand, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, But, yeah, those are the top ten predictions for the uh, Elimination Chamber 2024 PLE, Premium Live Event. So thank you guys for tuning in once again. Really appreciate y'all. Really tap into the internet. Really check out what people are saying as far as this Cody Rhodes thing and and Roman Reigns and The Rock. Also, tune in this Friday. SmackDown is going to be crazy, right? We're going to all be expecting certain things from and I'll be making different, you know, theories. Um, But we'll see Friday what, what happens. So I'm really excited for Friday. Wrestling's in a great spot, especially get all this buzz before the kickoff of Mania, it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, again, I appreciate you for listening. Until next time, we out. Yeah.